0: Hello there, my name is John Farrell thank you for joining me on today's episode of Track Podcast. bring you with this morning I'm really glad to be sharing with you on the topic of uh, entitlement and enlargement. We're reading from the book of Matthew chapter 6, from 1 to 14. So I read, some time after this, Jesus crossed to the far side, far shore of the sea of Galilee, that is the sea of Tremoros, and a great crowd of people followed him, because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was there. When Jesus looked Saw a great crowd coming to the building. He said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread. One to have that. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke of. Here's a boy with five small bad loaves and two fish. For how far would they, would they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in the darkness, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there, Just then Luke took loaves gave things and distributed to those who were seated as much as he wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled the 12 baskets with pieces of 5 belly loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus just performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to call me to the Lord of the Lord. second part of this story is the importance of this and it applies to and as principles applies to business, applies even to governments. You know, uh, at a point where there was a need of feeding the others. And people the ideal thing was, the selection was for the people to be sent away to, to go fend for themselves. But in this case, Jesus wanted the church to feed They them not just to have the spiritual, they wanted to have the will. Obviously, they were exhausted. So, they asked, What do they have? What do they have? And the boat with its five little fishes came out and it was multiplied. What's so exciting about this story is not just about the miracle itself, it's about the fact that after everyone was fed, to read down the story, you realize that there were still about 12 baskets left over. And so there's a thing about reading the scripture, and this thought came to mind. I believe it's an inspired thought. Did you know? After the congregants had eaten, then they stored food for the servants of the house, of the church rather. I'm going somewhere. I just realised it's simple. A lot of times, we have been told things about tithing, Giving all sorts. When you, I hope you understand that based on the last message, on the last two classes that, or messages that I had share you would realize that giving is a function of your own revelation in the New Testament. There's no really any percentage to it, there's no limit to it. And God asks you to give according to your purpose, according to your heart towards you. you expect that. It's just that, you know, we are under grace. If He chooses to to bless people based on the proportion on which they give, it's that. You know, He looks at the heart. He looks at. He knows what is a widow's mind. He knows what is the sacrifice. You know what? Really, what rhythm doesn't matter to anybody. But that doesn't really matter. What matters is the heart that gives, anyways. So the most exciting discovery for me was the fact that. They say they could save 12 baskets after the miracle that is the principle I want you to understand now after every miraculous provision maybe God shows up with a contract, God shows up with any form of seed blessing, He expects you to multiply that seed and sure that there's no wastage so imagine that after uh, at the beginning of the process we had just five loaves and two fishes at the point of miracle over five thousand people were fed we even had women and children and we still have twelve full baskets okay. now what that does what that explains to me as a financial principle is this after, you know, whether I like it or not, every financial giant, every financial group starts to break. That break is called a miracle in our own kingdom. That break could be called luck in the corporate world. That break could just be as a result of right timing and preparation. Well, that is equally a miracle. But what God expects you that after that moment, What do you do after the miracle? Remember the principle. Ensure that there's no wastage. Ensure that what's left is stored and utilized for those who need it. Or for the people that have served, you know, those that are ahead, I mean, that have served the 5,000 people. Thou was fed. True servants it last. True servants it last. And I just want you to know this now. You know, in the New Testament, there is no law guiding the financial afflictions. That requires you that you must start. As a matter of fact, what the New Testament recommends, that's what Jesus said. He said on the last day, they will ask us when I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was thirsty did you give me water to drink? When I was in the prison, did you check on me? They will ask how we treated fellow members and let me break this to you the reason why you have astonishing numbers of billionaires some of them are Christians and they don't give that I'm sorry to say but they are huge in terms of foundation works giving back as in their giving is tremendous I'll give you what I mean by that you know, I learned this and I know that, and I based on th- my own research, I realized that even Bill Gates learned it from John D. Rockefeller. And this was the first billionaire in the history of America. Until today, that name is still relevant. He in to New York today. He still told one name after him. All his organization, despite the split of Standard Oil into Mobile, um, Shell, and so on, all still existing today now and what that man did was yes it, he was a good site Titan. yes he was also involved in dimensions of giving that was beyond title. his givings were beyond title. that means that there was a foundation that went out that solved the problems like feeding they catered for those that had no shelter, they catered for those that were in need in the society and I realized that those functions are equally the function of the church and the reason why in the Old Testament they had a, that instruction was given was so that the church could be able to function at a capacity but in the New Testament every individual is a church he is a member of the body of Christ. He's a representative of the church. That's what I meant. That means that if you have the means to have the similar structures, you should be able to impact lives, you should be able to touch people, you should be able to you know a lot of people are tired of just hearing you preach without evidence. A lot of people are tired of just saying that this and this and They want you to be able to come into that life without even saying a word. And they believe that which, and, they, and they tell you that whichever or whoever or whichever god you serve i want to serve that god i'll give you a scenario several years ago i had several dreams i mean dreams that neither were divinely inspired and the picture was painted that you just imagine if bill gates was in a huge conference in a nation and he gave an altar call or he started worshiping god I, I bet you millions of people will simply do as he says because he's big. or ellen Musk, you know gives a an instruction sometimes he doesn't really, he not even give an instruction on digital currency and people are Following that Ghana, just imagine if you said a comment, just a comment about Christ. How much of what people would believe, or how much of people's lives would be transformed or converted to Christianity So I'm of the opinion that your faith, without evidence or without manifestation, is not, is not worthy of evangelism. I believe that yes it's good to evangelize yes it's good to donate to evangelism yes I probably believe that our lives are tools of evangelism the way we live our lives are the greatest way to evangelize the way you run your business the way you run your family the way you treat people the way you do things, should exhibit the kingdom that you say you are from, the way you run a government, the way you involve yourself in community service, all of those things should speak of who you say you are. So the big question or the biggest question i believe about the christianity of today which is i, I believe is all wrong is that we don't believe in experiential christianity we don't believe in you know living by example as the greatest tool of evangelism and I'll tell you for a fact this is why people say god of his god of that it's because of exemplary lives that people have lived rather or are living and i must say this to you because they invoke the god of that person <laughs> the reason why god responds is because of his own integrity because what it means is that the integrity of that person made you believe that god is valid or god is real or god has the power to change the circumstances whenever you say god of this person he responds not because of that person but because of his name because of his integrity that is the greatest level of evangelism that someone will look at your lifestyle and say if you make this possible in man i want my life to be as you would have me have it I'm not saying you should go after people, because I believe that our only model in this body of Christ is Jesus. Yes. Every human being has shortcomings, every human being is not perfect. Just get that in your mind. So, look up to the author and finish of your faith. And I must say this to you sometimes we all go through life issues that you can't even share with people but they may never understand and I strongly believe that the testimonies of those as in you overcame or came, you eventually became victorious is what makes your life what you are being documented because I believe like the bible days was being documented or were being revealed to a man. It was only being revealed to a man because every event on, on this earth is being documented. The first person that invented video cam was God. Every event of our lives is being documented. Moses was able to write false five because God revealed the first five books. And I strongly believe that we serve a God that is true, kind, and faithful. Serve a God that doesn't need your substance to bless you, because the Scripture says He's the one that gives you power to prosper. And I realized that the seven seals of salvation in, in Revelation 5-12 say power is in order. Power, wealth. I was in this power without power, you can't get wealth. Power is just like empowerment for you to achieve God's kind of results. You need, you need. His image you need to be thinking like him to achieve this kind of results or to have wealth his own however good or focused on God you may, may be I, I tell you for free if you want to change your world if you want to impact lives your whites will be stained. the idea of being self-righteous or being sentimental doesn't make sense more lives you must be deliberate about it so experiential evangelism is the best evangelism what we do is sacrificial living is the best evangelism so I pray that this new week brings about God's provision and everything you put your hands to you, do as within me this will will prosper I pray that those eyes open to to no man who shouldn't in the forthcoming week, I pray that everything you need for life and goodness will be made available to And is anyone trusting God for anything, receive your answers right now. I have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. God bless you.